the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. People, people are afraid in our profession, especially of looking weak. Uh, they think that, that being in therapy or talking to a therapist is, is a sign of weakness. When, you know, and the reality is that it's, it's probably the greatest sign of strength when you admit that you have a weakness and you're willing to work on it. Because all of a sudden, you're no longer uh, ensconced in the weakness, right? You're, you're no longer being drawn down by the weakness. You're addressing it front on. Run your law firm the right way. The right way. This is the Maximum Liar Podcast. Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. To the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I am Jim Hacking. And I am Tyson Mutrix. What's up? What's up, Jimmy? How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, excited about our guest today. Excited about recording another show. I think this one's going to drop pretty close to the conference. And I know our our guest is on the fence about whether or not to come. And, and I don't mean to put him on the spot, but somebody did just donate a ticket to the conference for somebody who wants it. So, um, Tyson, why don't you go ahead and introduce them? All right, I will do that. So our, our guest today is Taylor Darcy, who I've, I've also been nudging, trying to get us to get, trying to get him to come on to the podcast. Uh, he is a, I, I guess, and you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong on this, Taylor, but it looks like you do business and you do estate planning. Um, that's for the most part what you do. It looks like you do some startup and some also some governance. Um, and it's interesting. So you moved from Utah to California back in 89 and it looks like you might've grown up there, but, um, that in a nutshell, that's who you are, but do you want to add to that as to what you do and, and, uh, where you practice? Sure. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm based in San Diego, California. So, you know, if you ever want to move the conference here, I'd be more than happy to help you. Um, but, and you know, Jimmy would like that too. He loves San Diego. So I think that that wouldn't be an issue. He, he would love to do that too. Yeah. Uh, so the, uh, uh, yeah, I, I mainly work with small businesses and startups. Uh, I do a little bit of estate planning for them. Um, my goal was, so my, my parents were carpet cleaners, uh, and, and they needed legal representation quite frequently, but they couldn't afford one. Uh, and so my goal was when I went to law school and, and got my MBA was to, provide those types of services uh, that most small businesses couldn't afford at a reasonable price uh, and, and be able to, you know, help them to grow so that they can be a little more developed than a, 
a traditional, you know, I want a you know five thousand dollar retainer for something. Um, and so, so my practice pretty much surrounds helping businesses, uh, whether it be, you know, I do it's it's not on my website, but I do a little bit of civil lit when it comes to like when my clients need it. Uh, so I don't I don't advertise it because it's not really what I want people to find me for. But I do, you know, if I have a client that has a breach of contract, then you know, I work with them to help, you know, either solve it before litigation or if we need be go to litigation. But um, so, the, you know, I, I want to be, I, you know, I went to law school to help people build. Right. And and litigation really, truly, the typically the only people that really win are attorneys. Um, and and so I, I want my clients to know that I'm there to help them win and, and, and uh, make the money that they they need to, to be successful and, and create liability shields and uh, keep those assets. I think there's a big misnomer, especially when it comes to estate planning, that you have to be rich to have an estate plan or or a will is just enough or, you know, there's there's a lot of misconceptions out there. And so part of what I do is I educate and help them understand that, uh, you know, the law is accessible um, and that it, it it's meant for them, like as a person, not just as an, you know, out there in the ether of, uh, oh, uh, if once I'm rich, I can afford an attorney or once I'm you know, more well-established, I can afford it for an attorney. So Taylor, how long ago did you finish law school and what is what have you been doing since you graduated? So I finished law school in 2017, so pretty recently, um, but uh, I passed the bar first try California in July, um, got sworn in December and hung my shingle right out after that. And so I've been uh, working hard on client acquisition and, and developing relationships with, you know, non-attorneys uh, as well as attorneys to help, uh, you know, know that there's, you know, more than just uh, the standard big firm out there. Hey, Taylor, will you go through the process, uh, the decision-making process of whether or not you should start your own firm right out of law school versus working for someone? And Thinking back with the power of hindsight, would you do it again or would you go and work for someone? You know, I've I've thought long and hard about that. And, you know, I've I've been so so I'm this is I don't want to say a second career for me, but it's more of a uh I've I've done other roles where I've had other supervisors and bosses before. And um being your own boss is a very unique uh, situation because you really have to be intrinsically motivated to do things. You know, you can't, nobody's going to sit by, back and say, here, here's, here's a work to do. You have to go out and get it. And, um, you know, for, for most, uh, you know, other people, you know, everybody has their own preference, right? I mean, some people, they just, they know they won't do it. And so being an employee makes a ton of sense for them. Um, I'm very intrinsically motivated. So being my own boss makes a ton of sense. Uh, as far as working for somebody else, uh, if it would have been the right fit, and I didn't find one, that was that was part of it. So this wasn't a default thing. Like I always actually went to law school with the intent of doing my own solo. Um, but I did, you know, open doors to other firms that were, uh, you know, similar ideals and similar um, drives. And it just never seemed to work out. So it wasn't uh, for lack of wanting. It was a lot of, it just wasn't there. And so rather than try to force something that wasn't a good fit or, you know, that they had some reservation that, uh, you know, hanging my own shingle and being able to do it, you know, the way that I want to do it uh, just made more sense from a client perspective, right? I get to help clients the way that I want to. 
if I have a client that's struggling, I can work a little bit more or, or you, you know what I mean? Like just being able to be more hands-on uh, than having to, you know, ask my boss for, you know, not necessarily help, but for, oh, can we, can we cut them a break? You know, that type of thing where it's like, no, I'll, I'll, you know, I work with them to make sure that, that they're protected, but they're also feel like they're getting good representation. So I've thought long and hard about that. And if there was a right fit, I would absolutely do it. I just haven't found the right fit. All right, Taylor. So currently, where are most of your cases coming from? How are you focusing on clients and, and what are your favorite kinds of clients? Most of my clients are coming from referrals. You know, I'm, I'm active in the County Bar Association. And then um, my law school has a law, has, has a law incubator program called Access to Law Initiative. Um, and so a lot of referrals come from there. Uh, people that know me know that I'm an attorney and, and they, uh, you know, they'll hire me for something. Uh, so, you know, 90% of my referral, uh, my, my cases are referral based, uh, which is, is both good and bad because, you know, a, a referral based client is, is, uh, you've got a fairly high close rate on those because they're already ready to sign, um, at, uh, you know, 60, uh, you know, 60% is not unheard of. Uh, my big, you know, problem is, is, you know, non-referral clients that, uh, you know, I've, I've been marketing and I've seen very little to no success that way. And, and, you know, everybody says, well, you need this huge budget. I'm like, but I don't have that huge budget to work with, uh, to, you know, have a serious Google ads campaign or, a you know, serious Facebook ads campaign. So, um, you know, trying to scale because unfortunately, uh, the, you know, referrals are infrequent, are not frequent enough to make it so that I can exist solely on that basis. I mean, that would be great if that were true, but that's just, that's not the reality. So, the, I mean, this is an interesting one because I've always considered things like estate planning as something that you could actually really scale because you could automate the hell out of it. Um, it, right. Because it, it it's a lot of it's, a lot of it's, document-driven things that you, you're going to have in your database. Have you used anything like that? Because I know, I know, and I know the issue might be bringing in clients, but I'm, I'm going to get to that in a second. But have you, have you used any tools to automate your practice so that you can then, once you get people in the hopper, once you start actually generating a bunch of leads online or however you get them, um, that way you can move through them quicker? Have you, well, so two questions. Really, one question: Have you have you capitalized on any of the automation tools out there? And what, if so, what are they? Sure. So I'm a big fan of automation, actually. And being solo, I try to offload as much of my administrative work to software because, well, for one, it's cheaper, and two, it doesn't complain. Um, but uh, no. So I use uh, as much software as possible to, auto, to automate. So, for instance, uh, I use I, I just switched. Uh, I took three of my systems. And switch to Lawmatics, which is fantastic. Uh, there's still there's still some minor bugs. I'm not going to say they're perfect, but they're pretty close. They're pretty good. Um, and so I use Lawmatics for my intake, um, which has some amazing automation as well as client. Um, you know, the CRM that it is, is is like I said, I took three other programs I was using that I had to integrate uh, with each other that didn't always work and it wasn't always great and didn't give a great client experience. Um, and I'm able to put it into Lawmatics and, and make it work. And then I also use Clio um, to to make sure that nothing falls through the cracks. And um, I use Vonage for my uh, phone system so that it tracks, it works with Clio, so it tracks my phone calls automatically. 
Um, and then I use for, for state planning, Wealth Council is probably my, my go-to for that. And they're phenomenal. Like they, uh, you can, you can almost not know what you're doing and still pull off a decent will or trust or, or, or advanced care directives, uh, through, through Wealth, Wealth Council, uh, just because you can, uh, you know, it asks the questions and then puts the clauses in the right place based on those questions. So, um, you know, there's a ton of value there because you're not sitting there having to reinvent the wheel every time. And uh, so Wealth Council is pretty amazing in that respect. So, um, but, but Lawmatics integrates with Clio. So what I do is, you know, when I have them fill out their client intake form, I basically have them do the data entry, right? I don't sit there and have to, to retype things. And then that transitions into Clio. Uh, so that then I can do their document generation if it's not a um, you know if it's not a specific matter that requires me to to draft things uh, you know when there's a mo uh, a corporate resolution it's literally just fill in the blank with the person's name right there's no you know I'm not getting creative with it I'm not trying to think of how to word that um, and so I have those all set up in Clio and so with Lawmatics it, it they fill in the form correctly uh, and then hopefully. And then I, I put that into Clio and then Clio then takes it and, and I can uh, spit out the documents. And so my, my intake, you know, is, is fairly, fairly quick. And then my document generation is fairly quick as well. So what is your biggest struggle these days? What, what is, I know that you had a comment that sort of piqued our interest on the uh, Facebook group about the, the, how it's hard running a firm on your own and everything's on your shoulders and sort of the loneliness of being a solo. Um, Maybe talk a little bit about that or what, what other things you're sort of focused on these days. My, my, my comment was, uh, you know, as a true solo, I mean, if, if you've got a legal secretary or a paralegal to work with, you know, if there's a client issue that you're facing that you struggle with, you know, you've got, uh, you know, someone to vent to and they're kind of in the trenches with you. And that's true of bigger firms as well. You know, there's somebody there to, to, to uh, vent to and to really talk about problems and, and bounce ideas off. But as a solo, you know, you've got a lot of it has to exist on your shoulders. And so, you know, the, the automation and the admin part is, is, you know, it's like, okay, I'm not getting, that isn't the greatest part, but the, you know, when you've got a client that's being difficult and, and you don't really have someone to talk to about that, you know, how do you deal with that? And that's, that's where I was, where I was coming from with that, because you know, I have a wife, I've got three kids, I've got a baby on the way. She's, She's going to be here in June, which is right around the conference, which is why I'm on the fence, FYI. Um, and so uh, I, I want her, uh, so my wife is busy taking care of my kids and I'm busy taking care of the practice. And so I don't really have, uh, she's very supportive, don't, don't misunderstand that, and, and amazing. And, and I, I, I could not do this without her. But the actual part of the practice where, you know, I'm sitting here making decisions um, that affect my practice, like just simply where to invest or, um, you know, where to, uh, you know, how to take it to the next level. Um, I'm, I'm, I've been pretty much on my own. And that was why, you know, doing, uh, you know, putting out the, the message on Maximum Lawyer, because um, lawyers understand lawyers, right? I, I mean, for the most part, we can, you know, we've all been to law school, we've all gone through the bar. Um, and so, you know, we can relate to each other. And I have had so many people, so many people reach out to me that uh, have, you know, said, oh, I've been exactly where you are. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, you know, thank you for, for, for saying, you know, and uh, I had uh, one, one gentleman reach out and, you know, offer to help me 
uh, in a way that uh, you know was un- was surprising and great. And uh, he, uh, it, it was just, it was so good because you know here I am sitting here by myself trying to figure things out, and I just needed literally an ear, right? I don't, I don't necessarily need to solve a problem. I just need somebody to talk to about it, and they can't solve it, and that's fine. Um, and then the other part is I think mental health is something that is overlooked a lot in our profession, um, you know, because we deal with the crap, right? We deal with everybody else's problems. That's what we do. That's, that's our function. Um, and so, you know, it can get challenging with how do you get above that? How do you get outside of your head when you've got five clients and, you know, you know and, and they're all giving you a hard time and, and you've got your ideal client over here that, you know, they're not giving you a hard time, but you're not getting enough of those. And the ones that you are getting are giving you a hard time. And so, you know, how do you get beyond that? And so giving the, uh, you know, group uh, out there, Maximum Lawyer, and just saying, hey, you know, how do other people deal with this? Because I, I've, I've dealt with it as best as I know how, and I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm thinking. And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't believe the response. It was just absolutely fantastic and amazing. Um, because I, I wasn't expecting it. I, I, there were a few that were like, you know, stuck it up, princess, so to speak, in a manner of speaking. But for the most part, people were very sympathetic and understanding, and, and they were like, yes, I've been there. And uh, and that was really good, because to know you're not, a, I mean, you might be a solo in your practice, but you're not alone, right? And and that that goes a long way towards, you know, booing your, your up and your spirits and make you feel better, because now all of a sudden it's like, okay, I can do this. There's somebody else that's done it. Uh, you know, they started out, you know, you know, straight solo. They didn't go to a firm and, and they struggled, but they made it. You know, they've they've made it past where I'm at. And so it's possible. And what worked for them? You know, that's the other part is it isn't just, you know, that they're they've been in the trenches and, you know, okay, now okay, everything's peachy. They say, you know, I got some great tips on things that I hadn't thought of that I'm just sitting here going, Wow, that was something that was like right there in my face, but didn't occur to me because I'm so involved in the situation. And so, you know, them mentioning the the, the idea, the technique uh, that they used has, was just an amazing, you know, like, wow, like light bulb went on and went, whoa, that, that's something I've missed, right? And it's, it's because I didn't know to, to think about that. And so that was where that post came from. And, and I, I, like I said, I could not believe the response. It was just amazing. And it made, you know, me, you know, look at the future and go, okay, I, I I was down, you know, but but I wasn't out, and and now I'm 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 back up, and and let's do this. Let's find, let's take some of these ideas and implement them, and and start generating other sources of of client referrals and or or you know just bases that type of thing. So Taylor, I, I really love that you posted that, and I and we could all tell that it was from the heart, and I think that that's that's really awesome that you're you're willing to go in there and really just sort of you know sort of uh, just tell everyone what, what's on your mind, and it's it's really great. It's it, it's it's awesome, and I think it really did touch a nerve with people in a good way. Um, I hadn't yet, I hadn't even seen it yet, and I was on the phone with Seth Price, and Seth Price had mentioned it and talked about how many comments there were on it already. And I think that that's really awesome. That's what the power of that group. It's really amazing. So um, Ryan McKean uses um, someone, and her name is escaping me right now. Um, she's a therapist. And he he swears by her. We had we had her on the show, and she 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 was really great on the show. Have you ever considered? 
someone like that. Cause it, having people to, to reach out to is one thing, one thing. And the great, the, the group right. is amazing, but have you, have you thought about taking that next step and talking to someone like that, that could maybe help you in other areas? Yeah. I mean, I've, I mean, full disclosure, I've, I've seen, you know, I've seen a therapist before when I was dealing with, you know, like the death of my mother and um, some other events in my life. And uh, I I would absolutely see one again, um, because I think, I think we need those, those people that are outside our profession, but we can talk to, and they're professionals too, right? They, they have to deal with, like, especially therapists, they have to deal with people's problems, even you know, uh, I don't want to say more directly, but, you know, things that are beyond our scope, right? We can at least, li- we can limit our problems to, uh, you know, law-related things uh, that, uh, you know, that we're dealing with our clients, right? That's what I mean. Um, but they deal with, you know, all sorts of problems outside of that. And so I think they're a great resource and I would absolutely use one again. Um, I'm to be full, you know, I'm not capable, I'm not able to pay one for right now. And so that's the biggest issue. Uh, I, I need to develop my, get my practice going more to the point where I can afford to do that and, and really take, get, help that, you know, have that professional uh, perspective as well. I think that's one of the great things about our group is that we're very open and honest about things like therapy. I, I think most lawyers and most people in general should be in therapy or at least the one thing that I really like about our group is that people are always focused on self-improvement and sort of always looking for that one little angle or one way to improve either their business or their, their personal lives. Um, so I think, I think this is a really good discussion. And, you know, we've talked before on this show about lawyer suicide and about the stresses of life. And, and it's probably Tyson something that we need to do, to do more of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no question. Right. I mean, cause it, it's extremely stressful. I mean, and, and Taylor hit on a lot of that. It, it's something that, I mean, Jesus, I, I, yesterday I was, it was 5.15 and I was headed home and I got an email from a client that really just kind of, you know, set me off a little bit. And, and, and it really, and I was, for the next hour, I was just bothered by it. And I think that um, seeing someone like a therapist really does help give you those tools that you need. And so, uh, the, to help deal with some of that stuff. I mean, I, I flipped it like a pancake, like Billy Mansky says, but it took me about an hour to do it because it can be frustrating and those things happen. So, um, so yeah. Taylor, I, th- I think that I, I really, really do appreciate you bringing that up because it affects every one of us. And 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 to to kind of add to that, and not only does it affect every one of us, and and you're right, Maxim Lawyer, they you guys are very collegial. We are very collegial, and you know some of the things that people are willing to share are just uh, you know fantastic. And I think that lightens our load, right? When we share and, and something that works for one person that could work for another, um, you know, because we're, it's, it's really not a competition. I know we're all competitive by nature. You know, we want to win. That's, you know, we're, that's kind of what we focus on. But, you know, the, the idea of being that we all win more when we all work together um, and, 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 and going back to the therapy, you know, people, people are afraid in our profession, especially of looking weak. Uh, they think that that being in therapy or talking to a therapist is is a sign of weakness. When you know, and the reality is that it's it's probably the greatest sign of strength when you admit that you have a weakness and you're willing to work on it, because all of a sudden you're no longer uh, ensconced in the weakness, right? You're you're no longer being drawn down by the weakness. You're addressing it front on. How many of our problems that we deal with as attorneys are based on people not willing to talk to each other, 
right? I mean, half of half of my not all, not even half, all of my cases would have gone away if people would have learned to talk to each other in a reasonable manner, right? And and you know, and to settle problems without having to use us. And it's because they don't want to talk to each other the fact that that we exist, and they don't want to to admit they were wrong. Um, and and so as far as therapy is concerned, is that once you start talking about it, then all of a sudden the problem can be solved, right? The, the issue that you're facing can be eliminated because, and that's what we do. We bring the problem to the forefront. Now we do it legally and we do it through the law, but you know other people don't do that. And so I think from a therapy's perspective. If you're not talking about it, then it's just going to be buried and buried equals lawsuits, right? The equivalent, right? When it comes to our, our emotional problems, the more we talk about it, the less power those problems have over us. And we're able to truly grow and become better people, which in turn, hopefully, likely will be, will become better attorneys because we can empathize with our clients more rather than just sympathize. Uh, I had one client that emailed me yesterday morning and she said, you know, she's on the proverbial ledge, not literal, but, you know, she's, we're waiting on response from opposing party. And uh, it's been nerve wracking because she's just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And so I was able to sit back objectively and look at the problem and say, look, here's what we're probably at. And here's what our solutions are. And she's like, thank you so much. You talked me down off that, that proverbial ledge. And, and that's, that's a lot what we do, but it's also what we need to be doing with each other and when it comes to therapy, because, you know, we we have these scenarios that are playing out in our head that, you know, more likely than not, they're going to ha- not going to happen. But until we address them openly, they they haunt us. They make us feel like we're we're not capable of, of helping or or being able to be helped. And so talking about those matters to others and 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 openly, you know, and not with a shame, right? There's no guilt. We're all human. There's no reason to be uh, afraid that, you know, if, if anything, you feel, in my opinion, you feel less judged. You feel more relatable. You feel more like uh, people care. You know, how many people have we heard in the last several months that have committed suicide, and the, the, nobody had a clue that they what they were going through because they were more likely than not afraid of reaching out for the stigma that it, that it attaches to it. And so, you know, how do we take away a stigma? We take it out and we do something about it. And we say that, you know, there's, that the person is more important than the stigma. You know, that's an important part is that it's like, yes, it's scary. And it can be hard to deal with somebody that is struggling with, with suicidal thoughts and, or with, with suicidal actions, right? You know, um, but at the end of the day, we need to show them that we love them, right? That, that as a human being, they matter to us more than that. And I think that's such an important thing that we're not addressing as a society is that if we want to change uh, these issues like suicide, uh, you know, if we want to decrease that, that we need to talk more about why people are doing it. We need to talk more about mental health issues so that, uh, that they're not a stigma. You know, people that have an addiction to drugs or alcohol or, or, or anything you know, one of the things that feeds an addiction is the uh, the fear, right? The fear of, of people judging you, you know, and we need to judge less and, and help more, right? And just be a listening ear. And, I, and that was one of the amazing things was I had so many listening ears. My chat box 
is on Facebook were blowing up. I had, I couldn't keep up. That's why I didn't respond to people in the comments is because I couldn't keep up in the comments on the, the uh, Facebook uh, thing. And, and I say that because if other people are willing to reach out uh, outside of the law, outside of maximum lawyer, why can't we do the same for them? Why can't we, you know, see those signs that, you know, hey, maybe somebody's having a blue day because, you know, it's not always about being blue. But the idea is that if we can stop things from progressing into more serious problems, then we're, we're able to, you know, it's much easier to solve a problem pre, you know, two years ago than it is to solve it today. I had a, a client to to kind of put it, you know, put a point on this. I had a client that she turned a car in and long story short, she ended up owing $25,000 for a $13,000 car. If she had come to me the three years before she turned that car in, when she was struggling, I could have said, here are your options. Here's what you want to do. And I could have saved her twenty, you know, $1,000, right, or some version of that. But, you know, she didn't know that. And so she didn't solve the, she solved the problem when it was at the worst and most inconvenient time. And so if we start addressing problems before they become a serious problem, the things that we can do and the people we can save uh, that won't end up, you know, that we won't end up being memorialized will end up being celebrated. And I think that's really the point is that we want to celebrate lives. We want to celebrate our wins and we want to celebrate the people that matter to us in our lives. And we can only do that if they're here. Great stuff, Taylor. I really, I really um, value the message that you're saying and I'm glad to see that the group rallied the way that it did. So for my last question, what does the future hold for you? Where do you see your, you and your firm two years out, three years out? So in my perfect scenario, <laughs> no, I shouldn't say perfect, my work, my work towards scenario, um, you know, I would like to, to be in a position to hire and uh, just really build my firm to the point where, you know, my clients that, that know me um, are, are able to know that I'm here and help them. But I'm able to bring that culture uh, I, I really, one of the reasons why I started my own practice is because I want to change the culture of law, you know, from the somewhat toxic uh, culture uh, to very toxic in some instances to a more collegial, more open and more willingness so that people want to come to work. People like coming to work because although we deal with problems, you know, that we, we don't have to be problems ourselves. And so my, my ideal is to, and my, what I'm working towards is becoming that firm that people can, can rally with and that we, we look at people and we say, you know, they're not their problem and we can help them through them and we can make it so that, uh, you know, people, one, one of the things that I've always found interesting is that why we sacrifice so much for work when our joys come from our family and the things that we love to do. And so, you know, part of what I want to do as a firm is, you know, as people work, you know, if you have a, a kid that you need to take time off to go see for a school play or, or something, you know, as long as we're serving our clients, go take the time off. Go be the mom. Go be the dad. If kid's sick, don't come in. You know, I know I've been there. If there's a, a matter that needs to get taken care of, you know, you're stressed out enough, just let me know. Don't don't leave me hanging. Don't leave the client hanging. But, you know, we can we can help uh, each other build, and that's that's the practice that I'm gonna that I'm building, um, so that when uh, when I'm able to, and I have the client base to work with, that people love coming to work because, uh, you know, I've had bad bosses before, and, uh, and so my goal is to be an awesome boss and to be able to, 
you know, more like partner, I guess, would be the better way of saying it. And to be able to help people along their journey um, so that they, too, can enjoy their life. Because I love my clients and I love practicing law. Um, and so, you know, that's, uh, you know, that the client acquisition is just a, a, a bump in the road right now. Um, once I get really going and, and things are happening, um, then I, I really feel like it's just going to snowball and things are going to be amazing. And I'm looking forward to that. I just got to get through this. I love it because a lot of times we were always talking about, you know, client centric focus. And I, I, I like a lot of what you're talking about is that family centric focus. That's really good. All right. So uh, I know we need to wrap things up. So before we do, I want to remind everyone to go to that awesome Facebook group where people are engaging. Then also, if you don't mind taking a few minutes and give an actually not even a few minutes, take a minute or two and go give us a, a five star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week? So for my hack of the week, Marwan and I have been playing around in the office with uh, a little previously unknown, at least to me, feature from uh, Gmail, and that is that you can you can make uh, standardized emails. You can take a, an email and turn it into a template within Gmail, and then you can just um, highlight it and shoot it out uh, from within Gmail. So if you have standardized emails that you are replying a lot to. So these are best for replies. So if people ask me the same questions over and over, and I have standardized automated emails um, in our drip campaigns, but I haven't had the ability, at least till now in Gmail, to actually um, go ahead and have a like a, an email template. But if you use these things called canned responses in Gmail, uh, you can draft your replies and have them ready and it fills it all in. It's great. Yeah, those are really good. I, I've been using those for uh, a little bit too, and I think they're they're really easy. You, you have to sort of train yourself to to use them repeatedly, but it's really good. All right, Taylor, what is your tip or hack of the week? Um, oh gosh, automate automate the heck out of your firm. Don't don't do uh, extra work that you don't have to. That's that's the big thing. There's so many people that they like. You know, there's there's things that are automatable, and I, I do that. I, I don't even know if that's a word, but you know what I mean. Uh, you know, anything you can automate, you should automate because there's no reason to to make it harder on yourself, whether you're solo or whether you're, you know, in a big firm. Uh, the more the more you can automate, the better your your life will be because less you have to think about. I love it. All right, for my tip. It's actually from, I get the tip from another podcast that I listened to. It used to be called Market Snacks Daily. Now it's Robin Hood Snacks Daily. They were acquired by Robin Hood. And the guy was talking about, he just, you know, randomly said he, he uses an app called Tone It Up. And I was like, yeah, I wonder what that's about. And it's actually pretty cool. It's it's, um, it's basically an app you can use in your office to, to do workouts. It's actually pretty neat. So I checked it out today and it's, it's cool. So I'm going to test it out and see how much more I like it but from what I can see so far it's pretty awesome so um because uh, you know our, our mind's one thing and our body's another so we got to make sure we take care of both but all right thank you so much Taylor for coming on this has been a lot of fun really interesting stuff and so thank you so much thank you for having me thanks guys have a good week thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast to stay in contact with your host and to access more content Go to MaximumLawyer.com Have a great week and catch you next time.